Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I really hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I hope that all of you guys are doing well. For those of you that are new, thank you for for joining us. Um, And I hope that you enjoy it and I hope that you come back. Uh, For those of you that have already been a part of the Poetically Safe family, welcome back. I hope that you guys are doing well. And yeah, that all is going well in your lives. Um, So I'm going to start by just saying that, again, I have, um, I don't even like to say that I've been MIA or been ghosted just because um, in my last podcast episode, um, I mentioned in that one or the one before that, I don't quite remember, I mentioned before that, that, um, you know, when it comes to certain episodes of my podcast and things like that, um, I share what I feel led by the Holy Spirit to share, or where I, what I feel like God is leading me to just talk about. I don't just want to just, you know, pick a topic and just talk about it just to say, like, oh, I'm doing, you know, I've done this episode, or, or I've done this episode. Um, so, yeah, if that, if it seems like, for those of you that haven't listened to me, like, oh my gosh, like, she said they at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I'm trying to post every, like, I think I said every other Saturday or something like that, um, and just as time has passed, as life has passed, um, yeah, that, that just is not conducive, just not conducive to my lifestyle, not conducive to where, like, like, you know what I'm saying, so with that being said, that is why, um, I'm just, if I feel led to to share certain things that I'm like learning or that I'm studying or you know that just God God just places on my heart like I did with the word um or the teaching I shared should I say I don't even know if I even want to call it teaching or like a word because I'm not like a pastor or preacher or anything like that just a disclaimer um for those of you that did not know um especially if it's your first time I am not a pastor I am not you know, any of those things, I'm a teacher, but I teach high school English, so I'm a teacher in that sense, but I'm not a teacher of the word of God, I just, you know, I'm just a young person with a relationship with God that is still continually growing and learning um, as his child, and in my relationship and my walk with him, and I love to talk about God, um, yeah, if you ever talk to me in person or anything like that, we could be talking about fruit, we could be talking about the grass, we could be talking about, you know, finances, we could talk about anything, and somehow God is going to come up in conversation, not because I try to force it, or I'm just like, you know, but it's just because God literally is the foundation of my life, and <laughs> the way that I see life, the way that I interact with people, the way that I try to do life, the things I try to say, all flow from that like it's all rooted in that foundation and so that's the whole purpose of this podcast really is just to share like just the different things that God is teaching me different things that I'm going through in my own life sharing testimonies the journeys that I'm currently on the highs the lows the in-betweens like 
you know, I think I've shared quite a lot. Um, and for those of you that have heard it, I really hope that it has encouraged you. And if you haven't heard it, if you'd like to go listen to it, like, please, by all means, like, I hope that it encourages you and that it helps you because it definitely helps me. Like, I say this all the time, like, every time I share anything, it's, it's a testimony of my own or something that God is teaching me or something that God has convicted me about, whatever it is, like, um, whatever that is, like, whatever revelation or truth or teaching, whatever, it is a blessing to me in the same way that it's a blessing to whoever is listening to it. Like, whenever God is, you know, telling me, hey, like, you're going to talk about this or, you know, God is teaching me this. Like, in the same way that I'm learning it, the same way that I'm hearing it and receiving it is, you know, like the same way that you're currently doing that right now. So it's it's really like we're all in this together. Like, cue the high school musical theme song. If you know, you know. If you don't, you might be not in my age bracket, like, you might be above or below it, so if you're a millennial, you know, if you're a 90s baby, I'm born in 95, it's crazy, I'll be 26 this year, so if you're in that age bracket, you probably get the reference, shout out to y'all who do, anyways, we're all in this together, nonetheless, and so, yeah, I just enjoy just sharing what God is teaching me, sharing what God shows me through his word, through our relationship, and I definitely am not perfect, um, but like Pastor Todd, one of my favorite pastors of Transformation Church, always says, we're not perfect, but we are progressing. So as I'm progressing, I hope that you're progressing as well. That was my knuckle that just cracked, if you wonder what that noise was. We're just, we're just in this together. And so, yeah, I don't know how I got into that little spiel. But anywho, that's that's where we're at right now. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and pray first. I was just about to go straight to the verse of the day like girl you tripping you, you know you gotta pray first so i'm gonna pray first and then i'm gonna get into the verse and then i'm just gonna start talking about what i wanted to talk about so you can go ahead and get into your prayer posture however that may look for you um you know close your eyes bow your head however if you're driving you're you know keep them eyes open especially if you live in atlanta like me where people can't drive is dangerous anyways Dear Heavenly Father, uh, first and foremost, we thank you for who you are. We thank you um, for just your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Father God, even when we struggle, Lord Jesus, even when we struggle to do what's right or to say what's right or to even be obedient and faithful to you, Lord, um, and that your love and that your goodness is not contingent upon what we do or do not do, Father God, that is just who you are and you cannot be anything other than who you are it's just it's in your nature and so as we come together to spend time learning more about you and learning more about your word father god i pray that it blesses whomever is hearing this lord jesus um at whatever time or point in their life lord um touch their minds their hearts and their spirits open their ears father god so that they may be uh, receptive to receiving this word um and open their hearts as well father god so that when this seed is planted it may take root in their heart father god and they can carry it with them and then you can continue to um grow it and you can continue to prune it father god and continue to prune them continue to prune us lord jesus um as you see fit father god as you mold us into who you have called us to be lord and we just thank you lord jesus just for who you are 
for how you keep us, Lord. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. All right. So, the verse of the day is coming from Deuteronomy. Um, and I'm really going to be talking about Deuteronomy. 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 I can't talk. It's 9.57 p.m. on a Friday. I don't know why I'm acting like I can't talk. Um, anyways, Deuteronomy 8. I'm reading from the NLT version, the New Living Translation. But if you, you know, want to read along with me or, you know, be taking down notes. I don't know. However you want to do it or you just want to listen. I, it doesn't matter. But we're coming from Deuteronomy 8. So the verse of the day is Deuteronomy 8 and 1. And it says... Um, be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. I'll read that one more time in case some of you guys didn't catch it. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. So, first and foremost, I like to give some context. Again, you guys, I'm not a pastor, I'm not an expert, I'm not a minister, bishop, priest, whatever. I'm just, just a regular child of God, just learning the word, studying. So, with that being said, I'm going to give you some background context that I have learned and understood as I have been going through and reading the Bible. By the way, if you have the Version Bible app, um, you can definitely check out the Bible plan that they have, or they have multiple Bible plans, but if you're trying to read the Bible, like, in a year, or in, like, a certain time frame, I think that they have one for a year, um, I don't know if they have any other ones for, like, different time frames, but if you're trying to do that, and you're just like, I don't know where to start, I don't really know, blah, 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 definitely check that out, uh, I'm currently doing one, I am behind about 10 days, not gonna lie, I definitely, I was reading the word every day, but just not following that, that plan, so I'm, like, behind, trying to play catch-up. Um, anyways, I'm currently doing one, and I actually like it a lot. I like the fact that it gives, um, it gives, like, two or three chapters from the Old Testament and, like, two from the New Testament. One from Psalms and then one from Proverbs. So I like that it mixes mixes in the Old and the New Testament because as we know, the Old and New Testament is woven together. It's all intertwined. And so if you have not, or if you're interested in that, um, just to kind of like keep a track or keep track of what you're reading or just, just know where to start, you can do that. So I, I don't know why I said that. Let me remember. Oh, I said that to say that I've already read Deuteronomy. I've already read most of the Old Testament because last year I started to just um, read through the Bible um, in order. Like I've always, when I say I've always, if you know about my journey, you know about my journey from childhood up until now. Anyways, past few years, I, you know, I've read the Bible consistently, but I've never like read it all the way through, should I say. So I wanted to do that. So last year I started during like, pandemic quarantine time or whatever and I got through quite a lot of it but yeah I started to bounce around again so now I'm trying to get back on track so I can read through all of it within this year so Deuteronomy is one that I have read before um and this is in the Old Testament for those that did not know either um so yeah 
how I get there again, y'all. Just please <laughs> forgive me. I don't be knowing how I get to where I'm, I'm going, but I, it's it's always it comes back together. The Holy Spirit keeps me together. Anyways, Deuteronomy. So what's happening is, um, the Israelites, the Israelite children, um, at this point have already finished their forty year, um, journey in the wilderness. Um, when God originally called them out of Egypt and he delivered them from, uh, the, the bondage of slavery to the Pharaoh and, you know, Moses, for those of you that that don't know, I'll just say Moses, um, you know, was their leader at the time he led them out of slavery and into, you know, the, the wilderness. Um, the journey ended up being way longer than it was supposed to be because they kept on being disobedient and there was just a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of back and forth. Like they complained a lot. They had a lot of, you know, um, false idols. It was just a whole lot, a whole lot of, and that just caused their journey to be way longer than it needed to be. And God got to a point where he's like, you know what, I'm about tired of y'all. Um, and so instead of him just uh, destroying them all together. Uh, Moses interceded on their behalf, which he interceded on their behalf quite often when God became angry with them um, for the things that they were doing. And so with that being said, um, God said, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to completely destroy them like I wanted to do because they're doing too much. What I'm going to do instead is um, I'm only going to allow the next generation of Israelites to actually enter into the promised land that I, you know, have for them. Like I had this land for them. They were supposed to just go you know, from bondage. They were in bondage for, you know, hundreds of years. They're supposed to just take this little short wilderness journey, supposed to just build their character, do all these good stuff, and then they were going to go into the promised land, which flows with milk and honey. That was supposed to be the plan, but sometimes in life we don't follow God's plan and we end up getting sidetracked and we end up messing ourselves up or we end up doing what we want to do and it ends up making the journey a lot longer than it needed to be um this journey really was supposed to only take them about I think it was like 40 days if I'm not mistaken it had taken them 40 years so just like the Israelites we sometimes get sidetracked and we we want to do what we want to do we want to you know be where we want to be whatever the case may be, um, or, you know, follow our own thinking, our own understanding, instead of just doing what God has told us to do, even when we don't understand, because he knows the end to the beginning. So the Israelites, when they were in the wilderness, just complaining and just doing the absolute most. And God is just like, bro, if y'all would just do what I told you to do the first time, let me provide for you. Let me just show you who I am. Let me keep like reminding you of who I am. I am. That's, that's, that's who he is. Like I am the great I am so let me just remind you of who I am and let me just remind you that I'm your father and I've never left you and I never will leave you I'm always your provider so don't worry about nothing if I tell you to do something then just do it don't be asking all these questions we're gonna get there when we get there so we're at this point now um at the end of well I'm gonna say yeah at the end of this where the next generation, they are about to enter into this promised land. Um, if they finally got into that point, Moses is not allowed to go into the promised land because he was disobedient to God. And his disobedience caused him to not even enter into the promised land at all. Um, basically, 
one day the Israelites were complaining yet again, and like they were complaining about how they were thirsty, blah, blah, blah. Moses was like, hey, God, you know, what can I do? These people thirsty, they doing too much. He was like, okay, you know, um, go over to this rock over here, and um, I think he, I think he told him to, I can't remember, <laughs> this is so bad, <laughs> and I know the story, but I believe he told him to just like tap the rock, if I'm not mistaken, like tap it three times, or like tap it, like something light, like gentle, if I'm not mistaken, Lord forgive me if I'm misquoting your word, I'm so sorry, because I know I know it, I just, I'm drawing a blank right now, anyways, instead of him, uh, so when he went to do that, the people were just getting on his nerves. They were just, like, complaining, doing too much. Um, so he ended up striking the rock uh, with some force. And the water did come out. But God was like, ah, mm, we got the same result, but you didn't do what I told you to do. So with that being said, you will not enter into the promised land. Which, that always blows me. Just because I'm like, dang, God, like... I mean, I get it, but then I don't get it either because it's like you give the Israelites like a million and one trillion chances. And, you know, like you were going to destroy these people a few times. Moses stepped in. You, you know, you showed them your compassion, your unfailing love, you know, that you're a promise keeper, all that good stuff. And Moses was your humble and obedient servant. He did everything that you told him to do. You know, he, he served you. He, you know, was, was just, he was good to the people. He was a good leader to the people. And just this one time, this one time. And every time I read that, that always humbles me and reminds me, like, I can't afford to be disobedient, not even one time. Like, I can't afford, or I can't afford to be like, okay, God, you told me to do it specifically this way. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do what you told me to do, but I'm going to just do it a little bit different and it's going to get the same result, but I'm going to just do it my way. I, no, I can't, I can't afford to do that because doing that can mess me up to where I don't get my promise. Um, and I, I can't afford that. So yeah, that definitely, I always feel bad for, um, Moses, but it's just, you know, God is God and he understands why. He did that even if we don't. And so, that is why he, of course, uh, cannot enter into the promised land. And so, what he is doing before um, the new generation of Israelites go into the promised land, he is just reminding them of all of the things that God has done for them. Like, from the beginning of Deuteronomy up until now, where I'm reading from, he is just going back in the very beginning um, of where they were when they were enslaved um, when they were being oppressed, and just how God brought them through, like, the different things that happened within the wilderness, like, the different ways that God delivered them, the way that he showed them compassion, and just his unfailing love, and how he kept his promises, and just all that good stuff, but that's where we are currently in Deuteronomy 8, so I read Deuteronomy 8 a couple of days ago, and I was like, man, I was like, this is just so good, like, oh my gosh, like, I, like, I was reading it, and it was reading me back, like, I was getting all the revelation, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good, like, God, you're, like, this is just so good, and so, it wasn't until last night where I was like, as I'm reading it, like, let me, you know, write down some scriptures that stand out to me, let me take some notes and things like that, that is where, that's, the, that's where we're currently at right now. That's how we've gotten to this point of me sharing this with you guys. So I'm going to share what the Lord revealed to me because this definitely has helped me. And so, um, yeah, I gave you guys that the whole 
the whole backstory, um, or just uh, not even backstory, like the context of the text. So then that way, as I'm talking about it, it makes sense and you understand like who is speaking, who um, they're speaking to, what they're speaking about, all that good stuff. Because context matters in every situation and in everything that you read, see, whatever. But especially in the Bible, context is very, very important. Um, context and just understanding like the time periods and all that good stuff um so yeah that's currently where we're at right now with Deuteronomy 8 and that's currently who is speaking Moses is speaking to the Israelite children and he's just reminding them of God just reminding them of who God is reminding them of all that um he's done for them and so for anybody as well if you're like me and you believe that you're currently in your um in your promised land or you're close to your promised land or you know you're in your season of receiving the harvest like you've been sowing these seeds and you know you've been faithful you've been obedient you've been doing all that God has called you to do and you believe that now is the time that you're going to reap this harvest that you're going to receive this promise I've been hearing this quite often from different pastors and different people different um prophetic individuals I want to say a lot of it because I don't listen to a lot of different prophetic voices side note be mindful of who you listen to just because they call themselves a prophet um does not mean that they're a true prophet uh you need to test the word test the words that they're saying by the spirit the holy spirit will give you that discernment to know this is godly or not or if what they're saying is true or not you know that's just a little side note but I literally listened to in total like three um and mainly I listen to them as three women. I listen to them um, because they're just so encouraging. And even if it's times where like the words that they have is not for me, I would like to watch it anyways because they teach about the Bible. They're just really good teachers and they're just, just, they're just encouraging as well. But I've been hearing it quite often just it's from different people in just different contexts about how God's children are we're currently in our harvest season. Um, quite a lot of us, if not like if not all of us. Now, like, when you get your harvest, it might be a different time. Um, My harvest or my promise might get here by next Monday. Um, Or, you know, your promise might get here in, like, two two weeks, six months, a year. Um, Whatever the case may be, just because you have not seen the harvest yet does not mean that you are not in your harvest season uh, either. I had to, God definitely has been reminding me of that as well. Um, reminded me to see things in the spiritual and not the earthly because if you see things with your earthly eyes it, it sometimes it looks like God is not doing nothing sometimes it just looks like it's just you like a hamster on the same little wheel running every single day you know how those hamsters just just run on those wheels sometimes it feels like that and it looks like that you're like dang God like I'm doing all this praying all this fasting all this I'm being obedient I keep on hearing or, you know, I just keep on reading your word and you keep giving me this revelation about it's time, like the time is now, the promise is here. All of a sudden, third, like, and I don't see it at all. You don't see it in the earthly, but keep in mind it has already happened in the spiritual. We live here on earth, but things happen in the spiritual first before they ever um, come to pass on earth. So just because you don't see your promise right now does not mean that your promise has not already come to pass in the spiritual. That's why we pray. Um, you know, with, with the Lord's prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's just saying, 
what we're praying for has already come to pass in heaven. Like, and, and what God has purposed us for, created us for, has already happened in the spiritual. It just has not happened on earth yet. And so, for those of you that are like me and you do believe, like, I am in my promised season, Lord. I am in the promised land flowing with milk and honey. Where's the milk and honey? I don't see it yet. I don't see it. Where's it at? I, I'm ready, Lord. You know, I haven't been in the wilderness. You know, I haven't been in the valley, in the dry places, Lord. No water, no no food, no nothing. Only it was just me and you, just thugging. You know, if you're like that, I hope that this really encourages you the same way that it's encouraged me. Um, because sometimes, especially when you receive, like, a promise from the Lord or you've, you know, received, like, a prophetic word that's for you or whatever the case may be, a revelation or a dream from God pertaining to something that you've been asking him for, a desire of your heart that you know is lined with the Father's heart. Um, sometimes when those things don't come to pass yet or, you know, like, you're like, oh, God, you know, I've been, I, I've gotten those things. Like, I've seen those things. Like, I know that it's coming to pass. Like, where is it at? Like, I just don't see anything. Um, what's going on? And you, it was th- we get too focused on the promise or we get too focused and just, like, on it coming to pass or on, on it happening. And sometimes we overlook the season that we're currently in and also the things that God has done for us in the past. So this chapter, this whole chapter really reminded me of like, it's okay to be like, when you get to the promised land, it's okay to be excited. It's okay to be hopeful and to thank God and to praise God. You're supposed to do that. Like you, you should actually, you should praise God no matter what season you're in. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm already giving you guys some of my points, but we should praise God no matter what season we're in, whether we're on the mountaintop or in the valley. And so whenever you get to your promised land, like God wants you to, like to be excited. Whenever you receive your promise, whenever you receive the, the, the blessing that you've been praying for, that you've been asking for, that you've been obedient and fasting for, God wants you to be happy about it. God wants you to enjoy it. God is not, um, God is not some, uh, he, he's not some stingy father that's like, nope. I don't want you guys to have anything. All I want you guys to do is just worship me, just read your Bible, and just wait until Jesus comes back. Like, no, God is not like, God is a good, good father for a reason. The same way that your earthly parents or guardians, you know, want you to have nice things. They don't just say like, oh, no, I'm giving you just the bare necessities. You get a bed, you get food to eat, you get water to drink, you get clothes on your back. That's it. You nothing extra. You don't get anything that you would like or desire. You don't get no toys. You don't get no bike. You don't get no like and if your parent or guardian was like that, I'm sorry. Like I don't I don't know like the context. The whole point of that is just just in general. Like most parents or guardians aren't like that. They don't just give you what you need and be like, that's it. That's all if that's all that you need, that's all that you're getting from me. No. Because they love you they want you to have nice things. They want you to have good things. They want you to live a good life. They want you to be happy. They, you know, want you to to have all the things that you desire as long as those things are good for you as well. Keep that in mind. So it's not like God is sitting up there like, nope, all you need to do is just read the word, be obedient, be faithful, fast, go to church, praise me, walk in your purpose, and then that's it. No, God is definitely not like that. And when you read the Bible, you you see how God continually blesses his children, like exceeding and abundantly, exceeding and abundantly. Like 
not because, you know, it's like, oh, because he's obligated. He's not obligated to do anything for us, actually. Literally nothing. But because it's just in his nature to be so good, it's just in his nature to just be so amazing, so kind, so compassionate, so giving. Like, he's just so generous out of his unfailing, abundant love. So whenever, you know, like God wants us to have these things. God wants you to have the desires of your heart when they line up with his desires. So if you desire marriage, like I do, if you desire uh, ministry or children, or if you desire, you know, to, to be, to have financial freedom, or if you desire to have a house, if you, whatever it is that you desire, and you know that it's, it's a desire that God has placed in your heart. Trust and believe that God wants you to have that thing. And when you get it, God wants you to be excited. Like, God doesn't want you to be, like, on your wedding day, like, you know, I've been waiting for marriage for a while now. I've been waiting for marriage for, like, five, six, seven years. Just single all this time. I finally have my kingdom spouse. I finally, it's my wedding day. It's cool or whatever, you know. It's just, I'm not going to do too much. I'm going to get too excited. Thanks for it, God. I appreciate you. I'm going to just make sure that I keep my composure and just be humble and grateful. Thank you, God. No. And that's how you show your gratitude and your thankfulness. Then, baby, you can show your your gratitude and your thankfulness like that. But God wants you to be excited. And God wants you to be excited even before it comes. Because, and I had to, I had to be reminded of this as well. Um, this, I think it was last week or this week. Reminded to like be praising God and to be like thankful and and to be um you know like giving Him praises for the promise even when it hasn't actually like happened yet on earth even if you haven't received it yet on earth you need to be praising God for it anyways because if God said it's gonna happen if God said it if God spoke it it is done like it's going to happen so that right there in and of itself is enough for us to just be excited and to just give God all the glory, honor, and praise because he has said it. And his word, his word says that his word that he speaks will not come back to him void. It will not return to him void. It will not return to him before it has fulfilled its purpose. So if God spoke it, if God said you will get married, you will get married. If God says I'm calling you to to uh, children's ministry, you're going to be in children's ministry. If God says you will, if you will uh, walk in financial freedom, you will be the lender, not the borrower. Then you are, you are the lender already and not the borrower. If God said it, it's enough for us to be excited about already because we know it is going, we know that we know it's going to happen. So that in and of itself just reminded me to be like, girl, you know what God has promised you. You know what God has told you he's going to do in your life, what he has purposed you for, what he has already planned, what he has already showed you. So that being said, like, yeah, you ain't not seen the physical yet, but you need to go ahead and praise God now. Like, you need to give him praise right now. Like, thank you, Father God, for one, how good you are, and, and two, for for this promise. Thank you, and, and, and I receive it, Father God. I have received it already. It is already mine mind lord jesus forgive me it is already mine it already belongs to me because what god has for you is for you that's it what god has for you is for you and nobody else can can have it 
Um, nobody can take it from you. The enemy can try as hard as he wants to try to delay what God has for you or try to put in put obstacles or setbacks or whatever, and that's cute or whatever. It might it might work for a little bit of time. A little bit of time. But you best believe that it's going to happen regardless of how many obstacles or setbacks or delays, whatever he tries to do. And God is like, man, that's cute. Like, that's fine if you want to do that, Satan. But I'm working everything out for the good of my children. God's word says that, too, if you didn't know. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what the the enemy is trying to do. It doesn't matter even what choices that we have made, even the, the choices that we've made that aren't the best choices. God is like, okay, you know, you strayed a little bit off the path, but it's okay. Or, or you know, you, you did this and I didn't tell you to do that, but it's okay. I'm going to work it out for your good anyways. I'm going to work it out for your good and my glory. So the same way with the Israelites. Many times they, they got off off the path. They wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to worship their own gods and, and, and God quite often in his um righteous and justified wrath was like man i'm gonna just destroy these people i'm not even gonna keep playing these games with these people and moses is like lord jesus please wait hold up wait a minute let me talk to you for a minute and god said okay okay i'm gonna give them some some compassion you know i'm be i'm continue to be long-suffering and patient um and and so god spared them but it did get to a point where the consequence was for those of you that kept on doing that over and over in the wilderness you would not be able to see the promised land and i would hate for that to be any of us where god is like okay i trust me i'm i'm gonna spare you and i'm gonna continue to be like oh all right i'm gonna be patient with you i'm gonna be compassionate with you i'm gonna keep on giving you chance at the chance at the chance at the chance at their chance but you will not receive what i have for you or you will not receive the fullness of what I have for you. And I I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you. And you, I hope that you don't want that for yourself either. So with that being said, we got to make sure that, um, that we stay focused on God and not too focused on the, the promise, even though we can be hopeful for it. And um, the main thing that Deuteronomy um just that stuck out to me like the holy spirit was just highlighting it to me in big letters just don't forget god that's the essential message for this episode that is the foundation for this episode is don't forget god um don't ever allow yourself to become prideful and boast in what the lord has done for you always remember him and his goodness and all he has brought you through and two, you are everything with God and nothing without him. Reflect and remember in all seasons what God has done and continues to do for you. Where would you be without him? What lessons would you have learned and godly wisdom imparted to you if not for him? How strong would your faith and character be if not for the goodness, grace, and mercy of your heavenly father? Never forget. We can never forget God first and foremost. And we can never forget what he has done for us. We can never allow ourselves to become prideful or boastful within ourselves or our abilities or or whatever we have received in life, whatever place we have gotten to in life and believe that this is because of ourselves. 
we have to always remember, like, I am here because of God. I have received this because of God, because of God's grace and his goodness and his generosity and just his love. I have received this. And I will not boast in myself. I will not boast in in other people. I will not boast in my abilities, my degrees, my years of experience, whatever the case may be. I will not boast in anything but the Lord, because the Lord is the reason why I am who I am, where I am, where I am today. I think the Lord quite often, I think back quite often about where I was, about the things that God protected me from, things that I didn't even see as being dangerous or things that I didn't see as being bad for me until I have looked back and I'm like, dang, God, you really protected me from a lot of things. And there are some things that I I don't even know that he's protected me from. There are some things that I have not even seen or perceived here on this earth that he has protected me from. And I just I have to be like, thank you, God. And when I look at the place that I'm currently living in, when I when I think about the journey that I've been on, how hard it was, and even at times now, how hard it still is, but just how each time God has elevated me, God has taken me, God has really elevated me in various ways. And God has just been good to me. God has just been so good to me. And I'm always humble and I'm always grateful because I know this truth. Like I know this within my being that if it was not for him, I would not have what I have. I would not be where I am. I would not be who I am. I would not like I firmly believe in what I said was I am everything with God and nothing without him. Absolutely nothing. And it's not to say that people cannot receive certain things or cannot become successful or do certain things without God. There's plenty of people that we see all the time that don't know God, that don't have a relationship with God, that don't walk with God. And they're they're successful. They have money or fame or fortune, whatever the case may be. They have all of these things, but they're doing it without God. And so if you do it without God, you're doing it without purpose. And one thing about me One thing about Brianna is that I am always focused on walking in my purpose. I'm always focused on doing what God has called me to do. I'm always focused on being where I'm supposed to be and doing what I'm supposed to do, doing what God has called me to do, not worrying about what other people think I should be, what they think I should be doing, where they think I should be at, whatever the case may be. No. If God said, hey, you need to be here, okay, God, I'm there. You need to be doing this? Okay, God, I will do it. You need to say this? Okay, how how do you want me to say it? Because without him, I would not be where I'm at. And we have to remember that at all times. Literally at all times. Deuteronomy 8, 2, and 5 says, Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. Sometimes God lets us go through things that can be really difficult and seem 
unfair even things that just don't make sense I've been there I'm like god this is this is difficult or god this is unfair you know I have not done anything wrong um I've been treated so unfairly I've been done so wrong and it's all for a purpose God is doing a few things well God is doing I'm sure more than those things but from this exact scripture that I just read Deuteronomy 8 2 and 5 this is what I got God is one humbling you humbling us that we do not become boastful or proud like I was just talking about believing what we have or accomplished is on our own he wants us to remain humble at all times because being proud does not get you anywhere pride comes before the fall every single time and the and the higher higher up you think you are and and, and the more prideful you are the, the more boastful that you are the harder the fall is going to be so God wants us to stay humble and always to remember him, remember his goodness. Two, build. He wants to build our character so we can be more like him and less like ourselves. Our sinful, fleshly nature. God has to build our character. And I know from experience that it's not always fun. It's not always easy when God is building your character, when God is testing you. Sweet Jesus, sometimes the way that God has been testing me in order to purify me in the fire. So I come out on the other side, just beautiful gold. It is not always easy. But I know that in the process, I'm like, God, this is not easy. This is difficult. Like, I want to react in the way that my flesh wants me to I want to react or I want to move do things the way that my flesh is calling me to do it your flesh and your spirit are always going to be at war because we were born sinful creatures in into a sinful world but when thankfully when, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells within us and we spend time in the word. We spend time talking to God. Our spirit man begins to grow stronger. So then that way, when our spirit and our flesh are battling, our spirit can overpower our flesh. And so, for example, if you're driving, driving seems to always be one of my main examples that I use. Anyways, if you're driving and a person cuts you off, right? And then our first, a lot of our first reactions when it comes to our, our fleshly reactions is to cuss and carry on or to, you know, call that person names, curse them out, be like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. You don't know how to drive. Like, what the bleep is wrong with you? That's 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 what our flesh wants to do. And it, trust me, doing those things in, in the moment, your flesh loves that. And your flesh is going is going to feel satisfied because it's like, yeah, we we cuss them out. Yeah. We did, like your flesh loves stuff like that, obviously, because that's our sinful nature. But in that moment, when you're about to boil over and start cussing and carrying on, your spirit, that the Holy Spirit is going to is going to remind you of who you are. The Holy Spirit is going to bring scripture to your mind, to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit is going to to instruct you in in what you should do it's going to be no don't don't do that that's that's not okay just calm down don't say anything let it go what would jesus do wwjd is what you're saying edifying 
to the hearer is what you're saying pleasing to God is that how God wants us to like the Holy Spirit is going to bring certain things to you and so it's up to us to either be like okay I'm gonna let my flesh win I'll be like nah bump that I'm gonna cuss them out I'm gonna cuss them out I'm gonna act crazy now and I'll ask God for forgiveness later I'll repent later or we can avoid the repentance and then asking for forgiveness and allow our spirit allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that guides and directs us because the Holy Spirit will never direct you down the wrong path and so in that moment and there's been times where I've been like oh I wanted to just Call them out their name. I want to just say some curse words, Jesus. I want to say some curse words, Jesus. But when I don't do it, and I allow myself to calm down, and I talk to the Lord, and I listen to my worship music, and I just, you know, I get back into, I get back into the right mindset. I'm like, you know what, God, I'm glad I didn't curse that person out. I'm glad in my moment, my that moment of anger, that moment of frustration, I didn't, I didn't act out of character because. I, I'm glad that I could please you. I'm glad that I could honor you with, with my words, with my reaction. I'm glad that I could do and say what's pleasing to my father because that's, that's what's most important. And there's times where I have had those moments where I'm like, oh, God, I did the right thing. Thank you for the Holy Spirit because if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I would have, mm. And then there's times where I, I let that flesh win. And I got to go back and repent and ask for forgiveness later. So, and there are going to be those times because we're not perfect. Your your thing might not be cursing the person out, or uh, let me not say keep saying cursing because I don't actually like curse them out. I'll just call them names or whatever. And even either way it goes, it's not okay. But don't think I'm out here like the bleep the bleep the bleep 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 cussing people out because that's not what it is. But your thing might not be like oh you know in traffic I, I get mad because people drive crazy and, and I curse them. Your your thing might be you have short patience when you're in in line at the grocery store. And you you have a very short fuse, and if you're waiting for too long, you might just snap, and you might just be short with people. You might be whatever it is. There, are, the God wants to build our character, and there are times that things that that God allows us to go through difficult things. Um, there are times that God that God allows us to go without certain things, never without what we need. But there are times that that God will, you know, strip certain things from us, certain people from us, to build our character. And there's times that he will lead you into the wilderness. He will lead you into that boat in the middle of a storm so that you can build your character. Um, and the third thing is teach. So he wants to teach us biblical truths and principles and lessons so we can gain wisdom and revelation about life, ourselves, and his character as well. God wants to always teach us about his word, uh, about his principles, because, again, when God is our foundation, we're able to stand on that solid rock, which is God and his word. That is how we will live our life. That, like, that's, that's what will help us to navigate and choose what, what we're going, what choices we're going to make. If we're going to do things the God way or if we're going to do things our own way. So he wants to, to teach us. And some, sometimes he has to let us go through difficult things. Sometimes he has to let us go without certain things um, in order to actually do so. Because the best teacher is life. Sometimes you got to really go through things yourself. You got to really experience different things yourself 
because you're learning firsthand. And now you're like, wow, I've been through this experience myself. I've come out on the other side stronger and better. Here is the wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge that I have gained. So now when I navigate through life and if I go through this season again or if I experience this again, I know now how to navigate. Or you can impart that wisdom and knowledge to somebody else. You can encourage them and be like, hey, I know what you're going through. I've been to the same thing. Here's what helped me. Here's what I learned. So it's always going to either benefit or, of course, benefit you, but it can also benefit others. So it's never just for us. And then four, reveal. So God wants to reveal his character and his goodness so that we know that we know that we know that we know who our Heavenly Father is and his heart for us. So with the Holy Spirit, um, with the Holy, excuse me, with the Holy Spirit, of course, we can recognize and discern his character. Uh, in all areas of our lives, especially other relationships that we may have, whether it's friendships, whether it's romantic, um, whether it's professional, um, whatever it is, like, we'll be able to to discern certain characteristics that come from our Heavenly Father within those people or the lack thereof. And so that happens when he reveals himself to us through the difficult seasons or through those those hard times and where, you know, you've been down and out. It's, it's, when I've been down and out and I didn't have a job for months on end and I, I wasn't having any, I didn't have any income for months, for literally like six, seven months. And in that place is where God revealed to me, like I knew that God was faithful. I knew that God was good. I knew that God was my provider. But in that season is where I learned firsthand, where God revealed to me firsthand, like I really am faithful to you. And I always have been. I really am good. I really am your provider. Look to me, lean on me, be dependent on me. Cause I'm showing you who I am. And when you learn and you understand who God is, you understand his character. Oh my gosh. When you understand the character of God, you understand his heart for you. You understand better just who he is in your relationship in your intimacy with God when you understand that you understand different aspects about life you understand that God will never allow certain uh, certain things um to happen to his children God you know God in his and his goodness and God in, in his mercy and God in his love like there's so many different words to describe God and God is constantly trying to reveal who he is to us so that we can grow in our relationship, so we can grow deeper in our intimacy with God because we can we, we can see and we can not only see but know and be able to experience like, hey, I know that God is faithful. I know that God is my provider. But I, when you experience certain things or certain characteristics about God firsthand, it's different. And it gives you a deeper revelation, a a deeper revealed truth about your father. And you see him differently. You see your relationship with him differently. You see life differently. You see people differently. So when you know the character of God, whenever you are encountering other people, the Holy Spirit is going to give you that discernment within your heart, within your spirit to know if this person is, is of God, if this person, you know, is, is, is someone that, that God wants me to either go into business with, become friends with, um, you know, work with this person, help this person, be in a relationship with this person. God is going to reveal those things 
to us just in our everyday life and our everyday walk with him in, in different seasons. And so when we know his character and we're able to see that character or, or see his character in our everyday lives, whenever we encounter these people, we can see like, oh, okay, I can, I can just, I see the character of God in this person. I see selfless love. I see humility. I see goodness. I see generosity. I see kindness. I see faithfulness. Like these things God will show us in other people. God will reveal these things to us in other people and just in, in other areas as well. To, so that we're like, okay, God, I know that this is where you're leading me to go. I know that this job is where you're leading me to be. I know that this relationship is where you're leading me to go into or just to be with this person or that this friendship, you know, is where you're leading me to go because it's, it's a part of our of a greater calling. Whatever the case may be, like when we know who God is, and we understand who our Heavenly Father is, Jesus, thank you. I'm just, I'm basking in, in this myself. This is nowhere in what I had written down, but this is just so good. Like, when we know these things about God, and we know that we know God for ourselves intimately, we'll be able to see him in everything. And we'll be able to know that it's him because of his character. When we go into a situation that's chaotic and that's just confusing that's just too much we can we can more than likely say you know what this is not of God because excuse me not even more likely if it's any confusion there anything like that any chaos that's not of God we can go into that and say this is not of God now at that point if you if you're like God are you leading me to be in this place because if I come into this place because I have the spirit of God within me peace will be here when I'm here, or are you showing me the chaos and the confusion because this is where you don't want me to, you're not calling me to be here, this is just, this is not the place that you would have for me, this is a place of confusion, and you don't want this, you don't want me to be any part of this, and so that just goes back to, again, like, when God reveals himself to you, to us, you've got to believe him the first time, because he's not a man that he should lie, and also, even when it comes to um, discipline as well, discipline, um, scripture talks about that too. Well, how God, um, it says, just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So discipline goes hand in hand with with teach, because God is teaching us right from wrong. So God is um, guiding us into what is right and leading us away from what is wrong. So just like a parent disciplines you and says, like, hey, you can't have this. This is not for you. You know, walk away from this or whatever the case may be. And they discipline you. Sometimes there's a consequence. Sometimes there's not. Either way it goes, it's for our own good. And that just discipline and teach, like I said, goes hand in hand. Like when God is teaching you right from wrong, when God is doing those things, sometimes he has to discipline us, discipline you in order to teach you, like, what is right and what is wrong and what you can no longer do, what kind of lifestyle or what kind of things you can't say or do anymore and what you should be doing instead and then Deuteronomy 8 6 says so obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him so we show God that we truly love him by obeying and walking in his ways and by revering him or giving him just the, the highest form of respect we can truly demonstrate our love for him by doing what pleases him Um, that shows that we love him so much that we would never want to disobey or honor or dishonor him 
We never want him to be disappointed in us, just like we don't want our earthly parent or parents to be. We only want to please and make them proud. So our desire and our love for them is made clear through our words and most importantly, our actions. And that's the same way with God. We can't keep saying, I love God, I love God, I love God, but we're being disobedient and we're not following his commands. The greatest way that we can show God's love is through our actions. It's through us imitating our father. Um, us doing and saying things that are pleasing and honoring to him. That's showing God how we genuinely love him. Not by saying, oh, I love you, God. And then I go out and I cuss people out. I go out and I just act a plumb fool. And I do everything that he has commanded me not to do. Actions speak louder than words. That is a famous saying for a reason. We can't, like, it's just not okay to say one thing and then go out and do another. So the best way for us to show God that we love him is by being obedient and by giving him the utmost respect and honor. So in Deuteronomy 8, 10 through 11 says, When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. So one, when you get to the promised land, don't forget the one who has kept you in the wilderness and continually provided for you, God. Don't fall and bump your head and act like you forgot what he's done for you, but most importantly, who he's been to you. He's been good, faithful, kind, compassionate, forgiving, gracious, merciful, understanding. The list can literally go on forever. Remember who your God is, who your father is, who your provider is. Two, be mindful that you don't forget the principles and commands you kept in the wilderness in order to get to your promise. Just because you have the promise, it doesn't mean you forget the godly and righteous living God has called you to. We can't be doing certain things when we're in the wilderness and, you know, sticking to certain principles and, and doing and following God's commands when we're in the wilderness season. And then once we get to the promised land, we're like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore because I'm in the promised land now. I have my promise now. I have my blessings now. Like, nah, that's not how that works at all. And you also can't forget the relationship that you built with him in your waiting in your wilderness. Just because you have the promise or the blessing, it doesn't mean you stop devoting your life to him, studying, meditating, and reading his word, dedicating time to spend with him, praying and fasting, and striving to live holy and righteously, set apart for God. Can't forget those things because that is, as Christians, as children of God, that is our entire walk. Like those those things, those principles make us Christians, well, I mean, of course, as being saved, like that, of course, like receiving salvation, that's the, the first thing, but we have to continually devote our life to God, like devote our life to God, dedicate our life to God, live for God, like that is what we're supposed to do, that is what God has called us to do, to be living sacrifices for God, and you can't, we can't just stop doing that, and we can't stop building our relationship just because we're like, oh God, okay, cool. Like you gave me what I wanted. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm cool on that now. I'm not gonna be reading as much. I'm not gonna be devoting my time as much, or dedicating my life as much, or striving to do what you call me to do as much, or even at all, because you gave me what I wanted. 
that right there is, is manipulative. That right there is just selfish. That right there is just, it's just horrible. Horrible. Like, and I don't know if you're a parent. I'm not a parent. But I can only imagine, it. like, if my child was only nice to me and only spent time with me and only did, like, what I asked them to do because they wanted something from me. Like, as soon as I gave it to them, they didn't talk to me anymore or um, they act like I didn't even exist. They didn't think to spend time with me anymore because they already got what they wanted. That's how God feels. For any of us that have ever done that before, I don't believe that I have, but I'm human. So if I have, like, you know, I've already asked God for forgiveness. And if you have done that before, it's okay. Just recognize it, repent, and just strive to not do that anymore. But I can only imagine, like, that, that's how God feels. Like, dang, like, you were doing all these things. You were, you said, I'm going to dedicate my life to you, God. You know, I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm going on Wednesday, too. I'm in the youth group. Like, I'm, I'm pastoring and ministering. I'm walking in my purpose. I'm living righteously, reading my word every day, twice a day, most days, listening to praise. Like, you're doing all of these different things. And then as soon as you get what you want, or as soon as we, let me stop saying you, because this, this applies to me as well. I'm, you know. As soon as we get what we want, I say, all right, God, cool. Peace out. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm going to see you. I don't know when. I'm going to talk to you. I don't know when. Um, I'll, just, I'll talk to you whenever. Um, but thank you. Appreciate you for the, the promise. Thank you for this. I love it. I'm going to be, this now has my focus. This now has my time. That has got to break God's heart. Me even just thinking about that just now just made me feel sad. It made me feel bad if I've ever done that to God because it's like, dang, that's so selfish. That's horrible, honestly. And so, lastly, for this scripture, we have to praise him. Like I said earlier, you should always praise him no matter the season. Like, whether you're on the mountaintop or the valley. But we have to praise him no matter the season. But when... You are finally receiving the abundant promise and the blessing that he has given you. Keywords are he and given to you. After all of the tears, the pain, heartache, weariness, fear, doubt, anxiety, all of the just the different things that you have endured in that wilderness season, in that difficult place that you were in. You better praise him and thank him for one, who he is, and two, for how good he has been to you and all that he has done. You gotta just, we should always just praise God for who he is. That's the first reason why we should always praise God. Not because of what he does for us or what he gives us, but just because he is good. And because he is good and because he is God, he deserves all the glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. And that's all, period. And then you you gotta praise him for how he's brought you through. When I look back on the wilderness seasons, when I look back on the storms, when I look back on the valleys, I'm like, dang, God, that was all you. Thank you so much for bringing me through that. Thank you not only for bringing me through, but for keeping me while I was in it, for keeping me protected, for guarding me, for watching over me, for, for providing me, for being my everything until I got to the other side of it because you knew what was on the other side of it. You knew what you were doing in that season, and I thank you for it. I thank you for it sustaining me in it and for getting me all the way through it you gotta pray to them and and you just you don't forget God just because you're on the mountaintop and you're no longer in the valley or the wilderness if anything you need to reflect and focus on him even more so you never forget how your father never left you 
always provided and kept his word to you. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Thank God that he nor his word ever changes. Literally never, ever, 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 ever. You got to thank God like, wow, like, thank you that you, when you gave me that promise, you fulfilled that promise. When you spoke that word and you said, I'm going to bless you with this, you did that. You did not go back on your word. You did not say, oh, I'm, not, I'm taking it back because, you know, you didn't do what I asked you to do at that one time. Um, Which, don't get it twisted. Like like with Moses, God can, God can um, take away um what well I won't say take away, but our our actions can can cause God to be like, mm, because you were disobedient, I'm I'm just not gonna allow it. Now most times I believe that God does not do that just because of the you know, in in his goodness, in his in his overflowing uh, abundant love for us, his unfailing love for us. I believe that God doesn't want to do that just because he's like, ah, even though you were disobedient or even though you were doing this, that, and the third, like, I still really want you to have this because I love you so much and I want you to have good things. So a lot of times I don't believe that God does that. Um, and he will f- fulfill his promise. Um, but in the, in the slightest chance that, <laughs> that he's like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to fulfill that promise for you I'm gonna fulfill this this promise for somebody else or for your children or whatever the case may be um just again I I don't believe that God does that quite often just because he he doesn't want to do that he doesn't want to be that guy where he's like oh I'm not I'm not giving it to you again because you you're not doing right no God wants you to have it God wants you to have it but when you get it, you just can't forget about him. You just can't. Because God has been the same forever. Like God has never left us. He's never forsaken us. He's he's never been unfaithful to us. He it's just he just has never. Hebrews thirteen eight says Jesus Christ Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never gonna change. He does not know how to do that. You just like and if, if he's perfection, perfection. What's the what's the point of changing if you're perfect? That literally makes no sense. He has no reason to change. Like so, when God gives you all He has promised you, and blesses you exceedingly and abundantly because of who He is, of course, not because of us. Don't you ever fathom forgetting what you have been through and who got you through it. When you are blessed beyond anything you've ever imagined, remember to be a blessing to others. Give out of your overflow, remembering that in the overflow of his goodness and unfailing love he gave to you. He provided for you and his only son was and is and will will be the greatest provision ever given. Never take for granted the goodness of God because he is always, even when we are sometimes. He is always faithful. We are sometimes. He is always good. We are sometimes. He is always the same. We are sometimes. He is always perfect. We are never. Which is why we should forever be grateful. If God doesn't ever give us anything else, the breath in our body each day, 
and the greatest gift, his son Jesus, is more than enough. Just thank God for the opportunity to have a, a relationship with him and to know him so deeply and so intimately. Thank God that he is love, and since he never changes, neither does his love for us. Deuteronomy 12, um, 12 Deuteronomy 8, 12 through 18 says, For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, key word in that first sentence is when, not if, when. So this is a guarantee of what Moses is saying to the Israelites. He's telling them, like, when God does these things, when God fulfills his promises, remember this. So for when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with his poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. There goes that word again, good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant or promise he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. God is the reason you're successful. Whatever you're, you're successful in, God is the reason. Or whatever you will be successful in, God is the reason. Whatever you have overcome, whatever difficulties you have overcome, whatever seasons you have faced, Whatever poisonous snakes, scorpions, hot and dry land, whatever you were thirst uh, thirst um, for or whatever you hungered for, whatever struggles, whatever it is, God is the reason. God is the reason. So remember what you have been through, especially the hard seasons and the one that delivered you each time through his unfailing love and grace. Remember the one who has done it. That is your testimony. Your testimony is so important. Your testimony is one what keeps you going. It it reminds you, like, when you think back about God and his goodness, it reminds you, like, God, if you did it before, you will do it again because you've done it before in my life. I've seen you do it before. I've seen it firsthand. He's revealed himself to you firsthand. And then, too, you share that testimony with other people to encourage them, to uplift them, to help them in, in when they're in their difficult seasons and to reveal to them about who God is, about his character. And you'll be like, hey, I was in the same thing that you're in. I was, I was in the, the wilderness season going through the same exact thing. And God did this for me. God provided for me in this way. God did A, B, C, D. You're revealing to them as well. You're telling them about who God is, about his character, which, as we know, can never change. Revelation twelve eleven, the Amplified Version says, And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith, even when faced with death. We overcome sin. We overcome the enemy because of, one, the blood of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and because of the word of our testimony. When you think back on those things, like you, you remember about the goodness of God. You remember about who God is. You remember about what he's done for you. And you're like, man, God has been too good for me. Like God has been too good to me for me to turn my back on him. God has been too good for me 
to me. I keep saying for me. That has been too good to me for me to, you know, um, to act like I don't know who he is once I become successful. Or to act like, oh, this all me. I did this all, all on my own when I reach that mountaintop or get that promise. Remember, don't forget God. The same way he has never forgotten us, the same way he's never left us. Like, don't, don't do that to him. We can't do that to him. And so this is the first time I have a challenge for you guys. This, this is the very first time. Um, I've never had a challenge for you guys before. So if you made it this far in the podcast, I really hope that you do this challenge. And if you do it, if it's not too personal of a testimony, I want you to, to share it with me. So I'm going to give you guys my email, which is brianag 95 at gmail.com, B-R-I-A-N-A-G-95 at gmail.com. Email this to me if you would like, because I would love to read your testimonies. So the challenge is, I want you to write out your testimony. I want you to write out who you used to be, what you used to do, all you have experienced. Not all of it, if you don't, you know, that might be kind of long, but just if, if you can, Think of the big stuff, or if you want to write all of it, that's fine, whatever it is. And then I want you to share how God has healed, changed, restored, delivered, and saved you, and how he continues to keep you each day, each moment of every season. Think back on who you used to be, on the things that you used to do, the way that you used to act, the place you used to be in. And I I don't just mean a physical place, like the mental place you used to be in, the emotional place that you used to be in. Think about those things and think about what God has done for you, how God has brought you out of those things, how God has restored you, how he has healed you, how he has really just moved in your life and done a complete 180. Like, Think about those things and write it out, whether you type it on your phone, in your notes section, you write it in a journal like how I do. However it is, I want you to write that out. And if you feel led to share that with me, I would really love to read your testimonies because testimonies are always so encouraging to me as well and it's just a reminder to me like oh wow god you are just so good like I knew you were good I knew you were faithful but wow like that's just mind-blowing like wow every time I think god is just so awesome he just gets more awesome he just gets awesomer it's not a word but I just made that up so I really hope and pray that this word has encouraged you not really word but I say word but this I guess, well, I guess it's a word. It's a word from God. I hope that it's encouraged you like it's encouraged me because um, I definitely have gone longer than I expected. This is the hour, and I expected this to be like 30 minutes. My cup is always running over because my notes really, with a note that took it should have taken me like 30 minutes. But the Holy Spirit was really like adding some stuff in. Most of the time, that's what happens. Like, I have certain notes, and I'm like, oh, I can get through this in 30 minutes. The Holy Spirit was like, <laughs> maybe. We're going to double that, maybe even triple it. Sometimes I've been on here for like two hours. And for any of you that have listened to my podcast, and you've listened to the whole thing, if it's been like a two-hour one or longer, you're a real one. And I really hope that that has blessed you because, yeah, it it, it had to be if you listened to, to the whole thing. Because, and it's not to say that these things aren't um, blessings, that these things aren't good, because they really are. Because, again, it's the Holy Spirit. It's just that I get that some people might not want to listen to somebody talk for like over an hour, two hours, especially if it's just, you know, a podcast and like it's a movie or like a YouTube video. Either way it goes. I trust in my Heavenly Father and I know that whomever um, needed this word, that they're going to receive it and that 
you're you're going to receive exactly what it is that you needed to receive um no matter if you listen to all of it or just part of it whatever the case may be like you got exactly what you needed and that's all that I'm that that's that's what I'm glad about that's that's the purpose of this so as long as the people that God knew needed this got exactly what they needed I'm good and I'm I'm glad about it um and this has encouraged me as well. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to go ahead and um, pray. And as always, I always give those of you that may not be saved a chance to receive salvation, the greatest gift in the world, um, and the best decision that you'll ever make. I give you that opportunity. Um, and it's totally up to you if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um. And so at that point of the prayer, just repeat the prayer after me and you will receive the, the beautiful salvation of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So um, again, go ahead and get into whatever your prayer posture is so I can go ahead and pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you for this word that you have given me. Thank you, God, um, for this revelation that I have received Um. And for those that are listening, Lord Jesus, I pray that it's been a blessing to them the way it's been a blessing to me, Lord. What you had me write down, I thought um, last night was some really good stuff, but you thought it needed some more. And that's quite all right with me because that more that it needed was such a blessing and it was just, it was good for me too. And I really hope and pray that it blessed here as well. Continue to watch over them, keep them and bless them, Lord Jesus. And for those that have not received you as their Lord and Savior, Father God. I pray that you have touched their heart. And in this moment, if they feel led to receive you, Lord Jesus, I'm so glad. And even if they don't in this moment, Lord Jesus, you know the purpose and the plan that you have for their life, Father God. So for those of you that would like to receive the salvation of Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just repeat after me. Jesus, thank you. For living, dying, and rising again just for me. Thank you for the best gift I could ever receive, salvation. Please use me, transform me, and change me into who you have called and purposed me to be. I pray to be more like you and less like me. In your holy name I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer and you meant it with all your heart, mind, and soul, congratulations, you have received salvation. Glory be to God. The angels are in heaven right now rejoicing, and I'm rejoicing for you too because that is the best choice you could ever make in your life. God bless you. And if you want to talk to me or ask any questions, get some prayer, whatever it is, you can definitely uh, email me at briannag95 at gmail.com. Uh, and I will be so glad to hear from you or hear from anybody else. If you want to just say hey, I would love to say hey to you guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and peace out. Also, the song of the day is Jira, J-I-R-E-H, by Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music. That song is beautiful. It's amazing. It's just a reminder about the goodness of God and how he is our provider that has been playing on repeat for me for the past like week, literally on repeat. My iPhone probably overhearing the song, but that's just too bad. 
So I really hope that you listen to that song. It's so encouraging. It's so good. Um, and I just hope that it blesses you the same way that it has blessed me. I love you guys so much. And please, please, please remember that growth is still growth, even if you only take baby steps. I will talk to you guys whenever I talk to you guys again. God bless you. May God continue to cover you and keep you and your loved ones. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.